0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever day of the time, day of the time you're listening to this, fuck, Uh, (laughs) strong intro, Um, yeah, so the podcast is coming out a day late, Uh, apologies, but um, we, uh, myself, Gavin, Tim, were just down in Whangarei for the Fringe Festival, and I got back late last night, so I didn't have time to do the intro and everything else. Uh, also, it's pretty fucking beat. So it's coming a day late, but it's a long weekend here, so no one really gives a fuck. It'll still be ready for when you're in work tomorrow morning. Um, yeah, this episode, episode seventeen, fucking getting up there now. Uh, was with uh, Vasu Prem Kumar, who was here uh, visiting a couple of weeks ago uh, from Christchurch. Um, very funny guy. Did, did a couple did a couple of spots when he was here did uh some spots at the fringe and the medicine and with cartel very funny dude um nice to meet him for the first time and we sat down and had a chat about all things comedy um an interesting kind of uh jump deep well, kind of not, not deep dive but kind of de- jump into the um the idea of what it is to 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 kind of criticize your to try to separate yourself as in the you know your person and the act who's on stage and how to kind of be able to 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 criticize you know your own self without being too um damaging to the to to your person and how to trying to separate the act uh, it did sound like we'd smoked quite a lot of weed before this episode, uh, but we hadn't. Uh, but it was a lot of fun, um, a lot, of, a lot of fun. And dude, look out for Vasu anywhere coming near you. He's he, he's a very funny, dude. Um, the weekend the we we just did myself, Tim and Gav did the three absolute legends in Fongere Fringe. It was the first time there was a Fringe festival there, um, and it was fucking amazing. And three really solid shows. I think we really, I think the last show really was our was our best. We really picked up our kind of our rhythm and our pace and just our delivery and everything and our com and our comfort um and really showed on the last night. Um all nights were good, but last night was we were all really fucking cooking. Um so that was very good. Um I'm very tired now after doing it and you know you've learned some lessons that if you are flying back on a Sunday, take the fucking early flight. Just take the early do not wait around all day. because um, it's a long fucking day yesterday so take the early flight people Sunday is not for travel only early in the morning it's still kind of technically Saturday then um, what else this week we've got Newtown Social Club coming up on Friday Uh, so please tr- tell everyone about that and, and, and get tickets to it there's still some left and doing Saturday night laughs out in the Mayfair in the hut on Saturday night and that's it for the moment also Lee Alamoana uh, Lee Alamoana was supposed to come on the podcast but I was sick last week and had to cancel he is running um, he's looking for fundraising to create his his short movie and I'm going to add a link in that if everyone could please uh, give what you can as a donation that would be fantastic I think he's quite close to reaching his goal um, but please um, if you can dip into your pockets and and Help make his dream come true. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to leave you now, but look, enjoy the episode. Good luck. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah no, go ahead. Now, bring the mic a bit closer. Yeah. How do you uh, yeah. do the video? Like, do you do YouTube? Like, uh, yeah, so uh, we're... Uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's, a lot, okay, yeah, fair enough. it's a lot of work and we are gonna get there eventually when we find a proper setup. It doesn't really work in this room. Yeah. Um, but we will get there when it starts. I've done one actual video podcast and yeah. I wanna release a couple before releasing that one. Um so that's that's gonna come soon. But we're at the moment we're just doing audio. Um I know we did put a bit like a video on YouTube. Anyway, that's how that's how the sausage is made, which is not very interesting. Um, but Vaso, you are here from Christchurch. Um, and you got up here last night. Was this your first gig in Wellington last night?
1: Yes, yes, and it was fucking amazing. Um, yeah, Did you have fun? I loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah. Like I couldn't I don't know, it was like the audience was just fully up for comedy and uh, it was per- I thought it was packed. Was
0: it? I'm pretty it, sure it was packed. I are? think it ended up with about 40 yeah in the room last night, which it, which is really good for, like, a Monday, um, and it was a real like, I think, I was for I was first, yeah, I was first, and it was, like, a hot crowd straight away, they were, yeah the MC yeah. started, and they were, like, they were in straight away, and I was like, this is gonna be a good night. I love it when you get a crowd like that.
1: Yeah, I remember doing the, uh, my first joke, and the Indian Ellen bit, and uh, it normally doesn't, like, it's good, but it's, like, it doesn't do that good, yeah. and I was like, holy shit. And I, that's how I knew that the, the crowd was just insane. Yeah, and I was like that's, this is fun. This is gonna be a fun
0: night. That was a f- it was a fun night. It was a fun night. I loved your fucking Ellen Generous joke. Jesus Christ, was that a... was brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I honestly, that was just like it was meant to be. Just a stupid opener, and it was. <laughs> and that's all it was meant to be. But it was. Yeah. It was
0: I mean, it's, no, it is a stupid opener, but <laughs> it's, it's a good one. It's a funny one. I like it. Thanks. That. Thanks. I liked it. You've got you've got a few shows up here um, at the moment, and. This is your, fir- your first time in Wellington, yeah? Yeah, yeah. First how, time. How long have you been doing comedy? I'd say four years. Four oh, years. four years. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And what... So you started in Christchurch, yeah?
1: Yeah, in a little place called... Uh, what is it? Alvarado's. Alvarado's, shout back. Um, was closed now. Closed now. It wasn't that good, but yeah. <laughs> it was a long time ago now.
0: It wasn't the earthquake that closed it no.
1: No, no, no. It was just bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... Bad uh, circumstances. I think they just didn't have enough revenue, and yeah, uh, that was That's pretty much it.
0: No, we talked about this before that, like the podcast started. Out. The Christchurch is a weird city, in terms of like it's got a bigger population than Wellington, but it it seems to be so spread out. And it, does do, 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 do a lot of venues there struggle, or is it, or you know, like is there a lot of venues that kind of open up, do well for like six months, and then just kind of tank after a while or they're
1: it's, it's more like up and down like some gigs it's just packed some gigs like two people some good and it's just like fluctuates like that drastically yeah and i don't know why i'm hoping now summer people more people are out and they just walk in but then that's like the opposite of wellington where everyone's out to see comedy and over there it's just like they see it and they walk in you know
0: yeah uh, yeah yeah you've got you just get to walk up yeah. didn't go out to see comedy. I think i think uh even jerome said this last night like th- they've been running the fringe stuff for like 10 years mm. and that's how long it takes to get a room like it takes a long time to get a room that works and yep. to consistently make it work yeah and like with christchurch i imagine the how like obviously the comedy scene has been down there a long time but something consistent running for like right, yeah, like, like you know, like ten years, you need something like that before you. I think you get yeah. the rest of the rest of the crowds. Yeah,
1: there's no gigs there that's been up for ten years. I know they. I think they're up for a few years, mm. maybe at most. But it's definitely not even close to uh, the fringe by at the moment. Yeah, I think the ones that used to be back then have all shut down. Yeah. Um. So I think our riders was one of the originals, um, and I think also the dark room but even still those two places and like barely do comedy anymore. Mm.
0: Yeah. But you get you got, you got, I, got, I like you get you got two clubs down there. Uh yeah, like two main
1: clubs I would say. Um this is right in city center. Um there's a few more like how do you say like li- where you can do like little shows here and there yeah, like on so a monthly you got, basis. Like you
0: know, place you can do open mics and, yeah, and things yeah. like that and the, odd, the, 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 the page show and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um the two places is as a plug this is where I plug it in. Yeah, yeah. Pl- okay. Plug it in. Plug away. Plug so, away. So, I mean, there's Kensington Funhouse on Manchester yeah. Street. Uh, great yeah, they place. They can
0: sponsor the podcast if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%.
1: Uh, <laughs> they got open mics on Tuesday, and Friday is more like a, a semi pro show. Yeah. Um, it's like lineups all announced and it's but a great time um tuesday night so you can just pop in if you want to have like if you knew if you're a newbie just jump on stage and have a few minutes mm. um and there's also good times comedy club um they do it on they got a few shows on monday um and saturday okay um, so
0: there's a couple of shows on monday is it more like is it more is it like a, the same show every monday or is it like like two different shows on monday night
1: so good times has one on monday kensington has one on tuesday okay yeah so there's i think there's only one gig on monday night right okay yeah 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 yeah. um but yeah but monday and tuesday nights they're both open mics um friday and saturday is a more like semi-pro shows Mm. yeah
0: because i was talking to martin oh what's his second name martin he came up here recently he was in doing comedy in Christchurch. tall dude
1: Martin Ron?
0: Yes. R A V
1: N is his last name? I think so. Is he
0: a young dude? Youngish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tall,
1: black hair.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. He he came up here. He was he was up here for a little while uh, after yeah. lockdown. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while. He, may, he might have gone back down. Yeah, he's.
1: I've seen him recently.
0: Ah, um, get uh, down there. Oh so. well, sorry, Martin didn't work out for you up here. <laughs> 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 I know. He was, was, to find he? was he was he up here for comedy? Yeah, he was know. doing. No, he was he was doing comedy, and I think he was trying to find work up here. Right. Um, okay. Which is probably a bad time to do with that yeah. at the moment. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's not a good time to be unemployed. Yeah, know. yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Like there are some times when it's good to be unemployed. Yeah, like when the country's doing well. Yeah, and then you can just—I don't want to work, so you go on a doll and that's a lot of fun. Um, but now it's not—not not a fun time to be unemployed. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah,
1: but anyway, that's so all good. <laughs> uh, comedy. We're talking comedy now. Um, I.
0: No. You can. You can. I. I was been unemployed for a long time, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, it's more like more stressful.
1: Like just like because you know, but but I will say, if I wasn't if I wasn't unemployed, I wouldn't have come to Wellington and been able to do these uh, these shows here. So yeah,
0: I'm actually very grateful for that and that and that aspect. Mm. Well, it's it's good. You have gotta find the positives in everything. Like you know yeah, know I mean, especially yeah. I think that comedy helps a lot with that. You know, when you've got you've got. Um, something that you can latch onto that you can either do well in, or or it's something that can help you travel or see yeah. new people, and mm. you feel like you're getting better at something. Like you've been doing it four years now, so you you see you've definitely seen the progression after. percent. Oh, every, every year, do you still have your own like videos and recordings from like year one, year two?
1: Uh, I'll, yeah, I remember the first ever gig I did. I uh, I walked on stage. Uh, I tell everyone this, but I walked on stage. I looked out and then I walked off because I had like that bad stage fright. I couldn't speak, (laughs) couldn't do anything, and I just walked off. And the second time I walked on and I did the same thing, but I said, oh, I forgot my material. And then I walked off again (laughs) and then I kept going and yeah.
0: Fuck it. So so how many times before getting on stage did you actually start getting into some material? Uh, I think fourth time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, four time. Are oh, you were fucking persistent,
1: weren't you? Yeah, it was the fourth time um, before I got on, but I was like dead scared, and it's just like, how did it go? Uh, it was okay. It was okay. I remember the bit. Uh, I was talking about like how pedestrians should be more grateful, to, like because you know it was like only thing stopping them from being run over was just a pair of lines. Yeah, and that's it. And um, they should show some gratitude, like some sh- smile or something. We'll do that little skippy step. When they walked past and, um, it was like, it was a shitty bit. Like, cause I didn't like, cause it was brand new kind of. Yeah, yeah. But that was the first time I, that's a proper thing. Probably but i done. That you did.
0: Yeah. And it took you four times.
1: Four times to even get, <laughs> get it out. <laughs> well, cause no one teaches you comedy. Like, cause you mentioned, uh, the school. Yeah. Uh, here. Yeah. Over there, they didn't hear anything like that. At least uh, like initially, you know? Um, I, I, so we just had to figure it all out. You got
0: to figure it out, yeah. And I think, I think when you when you're in like a bigger city, like w- and with a lot of comedy happen, you can just you can watch more comedy, and yeah, you, and you can find you can kind of figure out a way to to start very quick, like. Quickly, I think what helped what helped me start was like I was listening to podcasts, yeah, uh, with comedians and stuff like that. So they'd often talk about their first time. But yeah, you go and check out an open mic and see what that was like, and then you go, oh, okay, you know, it's, you know what an open mic is like. It's not, oh yeah, yeah, it's not great. And you go, some are great, most of them, you know, you, there's normally someone who doesn't do great on an open mic, and you go, well, I could do that. <laughs> that's so, true. Yeah, that's, you, you figure out yeah. that because because before you start comedy your idea of comedy are like specials yes and stuff you see online so you go okay um i'm not that good how do i get that good i'm terrible And you see don't make go, oh it's okay other people are terrible too yes you figure it out yeah um now how like i don't know what you were seeing beforehand but like normally people talk when they go on stage so three times and you're like no maybe i'll talk this time
1: Oh, no, no, again, it's like, it was just pure, <laughs> pure fear. No,
0: I'm fucking with you. Yeah, no, I get it, I get it, I get and it. And I was just
1: like, yeah, it was just pure fear, and I was, uh, eventually it came out, and then it got onto a roll. But, but then also, like, then you see all the, like, insufficiencies... And the actual bits and yeah. like uh, what you're lacking as a comedian. And then you work on then and you're just
0: like, ever, you go, you ever go, going. You go through like lots of peaks and troughs. Like, it's. it's oh, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a, and it's funny. I just come out of one, out of a fucking dive down mm. where I was just like gigging probably too much and realizing I was at like that low point where I was like, I'm just not hitting it. Yeah. And um you kind of got to realize you're in that moment and you just got to keep. Pushing through, yeah,
1: that's and then you it. get
0: over, and you're like, oh, then you look back and it goes, it wasn't even too bad, even yeah. though like two weeks ago, you're like, why am I even doing this?
1: <laughs> Here's the thing, I've heard this a few times, but I've experienced it myself, like, hundred percent. But there's a say, there's this thing where they say you have to go up on the nights you don't want to go up at all, because that's the night you'll most likely do it, like amazing, and and that's like it happened to me as well. But I've heard some of the pro comedians tell that to the new ones. The, like, if the night that you don't want to go up, that's when you have to go up. Mm. And that's, like, really good advice, I'd say.
0: I think so. I think the night after you, bo- like, after you bomb, yeah. you you get on to stay, tr- like, straight away. Yes. Th- that's what you need to do. Yeah. And even if... I've never had a bomb back-to-back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it, well, kind of. But, you know, like, you know when you've had a really bad fucking night? Yeah. And you're like, okay. What I used to do is I'd stop. I, the first time I bombed hard, I'd stop. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna rehearse for two weeks. Yes, and I yeah. did, that, and I did well. And I was like, okay, this is what you need. you know. Once you've had a bad night, you need to reassess, look at everything, look at what you did wrong, and move on. But now I'm like, do bad, and then I just get up on stage straight away and try and tell people to do that as well. Yeah, um,
1: that that's, that's good advice. It's just you have to get back on as soon as possible. That's
0: that's good. I, I like that. Like you know, the night you don't want to do it is the you night have you to should do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's um that's that's it's hard but it's it's true i think that's because it's
1: like especially sometimes right especially comedians they have most of them have shitty lives but <laughs> it's just like outside of it you know and it's like um most of the time they have all this other shit happening in the background and they don't want to go on stage but that's the night they should because they probably do really good and yeah. it's like and it also helps them alleviate some of that some uh,
0: of the some of the like
1: I, I shitty lives. Just,
0: yeah, you just go up on stage and rant
1: sometimes. Yeah.
0: And even if no one laughs, that feels good. <laughs> yeah, just just <laughs> yeah.
1: letting it out, just sharing it. Just sharing how your dog died and all that. Yeah. All that. There's That's a lot of that last night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what well, dog died? <laughs> With who? Danny. He does a bit about his where he put his dog down.
1: Danny, Danny, Danny.
0: The last guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny. Um but uh, sorry, I sorry, derailed you there. Sorry, this is how it rolls. By the look way, what
1: look, is the podcast name? I should have asked them. Oh, start.
0: like, okay. So it's called What Am I Doing? Um, okay. Because clearly I'm not 100% sure on exactly what I'm doing. Like, the idea is like, I could sit and talk to comics who are doing different things and doing other yep. things different, differently to me to learn off other comics. Like, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. thing is, you could be up here for four, like, you're up here for four nights. Now, I, there's very rarely a time where I'll sit and talk to a comic for over an hour. About anything, even comics, I see every week. Yeah, you just you see them like I, I see them more than I see anyone else. Yeah, and I know like I know very little about them. The only little stuff I know about them is the stuff they stay on stage, and the little chats you have before and after yeah. a gig. You know, so this this is the kind of the idea of the podcast to get to know everyone a little bit better, and then hopefully spread people's kind of name. Yeah, to the. Tens of people Nah, I'm sure it was more but uh, uh, no nah, I
1: do I do that's definitely something uh there's some good like well, listen to these podcasts, I do think you gain some information that would help you. Like if you're a comedian coming up, I think it would definitely help you. Like but it's just about um finding out which is applicable to you, you know?
0: Yeah. I think like the amount of information, if you're a new comic star and like if you have like even listen to the like the Joe Rogan with all the other different comics that are on that podcast or yeah. like Mark Maron's podcast, any of those you have literally a history of comedy and comedians on there, and you can learn or find out what the the profession is kind of like mm-hmm. rather than have this idea like oh like this is how I said like I used to think like specials were an am- like amazing. Because I'm be like, how does that person know they're going to be funny for an hour? That's what it's like. That's, that's, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, yeah. oh, they know it's going to be good. And I was like, how do they know that? Yeah. And then you find out, you know, writing a joke is almost like writing an, an equation. It's Once you know what makes something funny, yes. you can repeat it again and again and again. Yeah. Well, here's the question. When, when did you get, you know, a couple of bits when you knew these were going to work every single time?
1: Uh, honestly, it was, uh, maybe like, I had one bit, I knew one bit, um, talking about my childhood and like mainly Blenheim like, and my stories from Blenheim, I knew that does good. That just does good because there's truth behind it, yep. but also like I was starting to get that equation that you're talking about of comedy. I was starting to understand where that, uh, surprise factor the setup, up the punchline, all that came into play um but those were the main i think i had three bits uh that were nailing consistently yeah and i was like okay okay i see it i see it but then i stopped doing that and started developing other stuff but
0: yeah um that's probably two years ago yeah right yeah you kind of have that eureka moment you're like oh oh this works yes yeah you, you see and you like there, there's two things about that you know when you're on fire and then things are working and yeah. then you you know the punchline's coming you you pause for the laughter right and you're like yeah. yes got them and then there's the adverse of that is when you pause you man, pause and you're like punchline and they're like i'm <laughs> like fuck i'm in trouble
1: yeah <laughs> and that's the worst thing cuz it's like you're leaving a like space where you're expecting this like amazing burst of euphoria instead you get this like shitty just oh oh god all they're, right
0: they're like or no, like nothing, and they're they're waiting for the punchline. And yeah, like, oh, that was it. That was, yeah. <laughs> they normally not really laugh here. What do I do?
1: I did. I, I and there's like this thing that most comedians do where they break it, or like to break the tension, like when a punchline doesn't hit. by like, uh, uh, well that was. I mean, well that was it, or that something is. like that. And that gets a laugh, but that, that's kind of like a cheap laugh. From I found that out early.
0: You get one of those during a set. Yes, you get one. Yeah, you get what you get. that's you get. You get a jail card. You get one of those. Like, oh, that didn't work. And after that, if you keep pulling that out, it's it's over. No, yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, I think you can do it maybe two times, two or three times. But the first time you do it is, is the highest. But every time you do it more, it's less, like exponentially de- uh, decreases. It, it
0: get, yeah, it's it's what's that what's that that's the economic term. The, um, logarithmic. No, Experiment. the uh ah uh, uh <sighs> diminishing returns Love yeah. diminishing returns yeah so it's it's you, the first thing we get, yeah people go oh he gets it then it didn't work and then the second time it's like oh no it still didn't mm. work he still gets it and then you can start playing around I've seen people pull it back and that's yeah. when you get to like a a different level where you can start pulling those. And get the crowd back on side and start yeah. bringing them into your material. Um I realized, like, have you ever got like a dead, like a room that's just it's, it's a night that's just not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go, what? I used to think that, oh, it's 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 the it's not it's the crowd or there's something wrong within the crowd that like they're not getting it or they're not really up for it. And you, you start to go, well, it's a. I never blamed the I never blamed the crowd, but you. You, go, oh, it's, you know it's it's a sunday night why would you know why would people be out and, and laughing and stuff like that yeah i i've started to realize that i've had a couple of gigs where it's like everyone hasn't done great yeah and then you can see the person who could turn it around is like that comic who's been around for like four five six years who's yeah like at, a, at a really high level and you look i look at myself and go oh i'm just not at that level to turn the room around yet do you know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. not—it's not the crowd's fault. It's my fault as yes. a comedian to be able to turn the room around. Yeah. Um.
1: Uh, with that, I will just say, like, uh, I have—I know this comedian who, like, always is too harsh on himself. it's like, what, what? Like, I agree. The ideal thing is to be like, no, the audience didn't laugh not because they were shit, but maybe because I was shit, and that's good to do. But also, you need a balance. You like, you need to look at it objectively because. If you go too hard on yourself, you're going to make yourself feel so down that you don't, like... You'll find it harder to get back on stage the next time. Mm. But you got to understand, like, maybe the MC didn't have enough energy to put into the room. Maybe the fact that uh, the jokes sometimes... They might have done good, but they just weren't feeling it. And, like, there's a few factors that go into play without, like, fully blaming yourself. But I do think... Yeah part of the blame is definitely and will always be on yourself. I
0: think so. I think, I think I I, I, I never realized how much uh, an important part the MC plays yeah. in the show until you started doing comedy. Yeah. You did. You, you like, you never understood like, so he's doing crowd work now. And then, then they start slipping into doing material to get the audience used to hearing material. And when to laugh. it's like a training exercise. The MC, at a start. Yeah. Um, i'm just i'm, I'm i haven't am emceed yet have you have you done any emcees
1: yeah i've done a few emcees uh actually quite a few emcees it's just it's it's interesting um but it's like when i did emceeing it's uh i'm very i don't really rely on my material i just talk with the audience all, the whole time okay Um, but that being said that's th- like i'm acknowledging the fact that that's something i need to improve on where I should introduce some jokes and as you mentioned that's actually a good point you made Um, to weave it into the, the crowd work so they get used to it I might actually try that out myself so, uh,
0: so this is this is something that Jerome, when when you know G- Gary Gary yeah, yeah. yeah so he was emceeing at night and uh, Jerome was sitting beside me and, and, and Gary was doing his his thing where he starts getting all the crowd on board he starts naming people's names out so everyone yeah. says hello so you're getting the crowd used to a uh, uh uh, uh, uh I make an action you respond yeah so it's it's that so you, you're creating that line of communication then he's like now watch this she goes into material then Gary go into material as it, he's making them used to hearing the rhythm of a joke so your your job as the MC as I understand it is you wake up the room by talking to people mm-hmm. and then you kind of settle people in you get a few laughs from crowd work then yeah. you get into the rhythm of material. Yeah. which gets the crowd used to doing the material, then you whip them up again, you bring yeah. out the first act. Yes. That's kind of the, ri- that's the rhythm of it. it. Yeah. And then, depending on who's on in the second half, you then, as the MC, would go, okay, I need to do... Mo-, like, in, in the medicine, right? So there's yeah. a crowd work spot. Yeah. But you can only do crowd work, you're not allowed to do material. So the MC before that... it's if So it's first spot after the break. So the MC won't do... Any crowd work, it's uh, only yeah. material. Yes. So it's funny, like you, you know, some shows are structured like that. Um, I find it interesting how the MC weaves that. In that that job, it's a very important job. It's a very good skill. When you see a good good MC, yeah. you're like fucking that's Like really
1: good. the the times I done really good was when I actually incorporated that. Like I was doing crowd work and jokes and crowd work and jokes. Mm. Um, and those times I did really good. But uh, that's like something I picked up on much later like uh, that's like 10 uh, percent of the time i did that the rest of the time i don't know why i was doing good and so i was just like making the mistake of doing all crowd work and uh not doing any material in between
0: yeah and, and that's that's the thing about comedy sometimes you need someone who's like you need people who are better than you around yeah. you yeah to be like oh this is why this is going you need to try this and it's funny in comedy when you're so like you were saying, you're doing, you're doing MC, and you don't know why it's not going well. Yeah, and you're like, what am I doing differently? You're not at a level to even to pick out what you're doing exact- wrong.
1: Yes, and I, that's the thing. Like that's you need someone better than you to actually point that out.
0: Yeah, and, and someone who actually is better than you, <coughs> and doesn't just think they are. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a few people. Just you get like, that unsolicited advice. Yeah yeah i love that i i love giving it out i i i'm always i always do it always do it i'm like this is what you should do and i tell i tell me me to fuck off i don't i don't mind you know what i mean but um it's fun i i I just like i like i like giving out advice but it's like i don't like you don't i don't care if you don't you know um,
1: yeah because like i mean we're only saying it because from our perspective we're just trying to help you but obviously they don't like they wouldn't necessarily want it like, they should take a... Like, whenever someone gives you advice, you should also, like, always consider who's giving it to you and see if that's actually applicable from your well, from your standpoint. Uh,
0: well, it's this is what I say about advice I get from comedians. I'm like, I let every single comedian give me advice so I can figure out who's good and who's not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. You know, because you're like, oh, okay, I see where you're coming with that. And then I see uh, people have made some great suggestions for me and so many people have made some bad ones. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, well, I... Don't I don't trust your advice. I will. I'll. I'll always try stuff. Yeah. I'll always try, um, unless I really think it's a terrible idea. But um, mm. other than that, I will. You know, I will. I'm always open to to uh, trying out new stuff with 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 bits, especially because. Do, do you write by yourself or do you write with other people? Um, I can't write with other
1: people. You bro, can't write with other people. It's just too difficult. For I don't know. For me, like. Um, my material always comes from when I'm by myself, and it's like. But <laughs> I was thinking about it just before I walked in here. Actually, it's like most comedians don't like being by themselves, because they just hate. Like most comedians don't, they hate themselves, and uh, but that's also the same requirement for some of them to come up with material. So it's like uh, almost. Uh,
0: yeah, it's just like a painful process. You've got to dance with the devil a little bit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like uh... you know, you got to dance with the devil a little bit, um, and, and it's sometimes writing stuff that you think or that goes through your head. Like I found sometimes I don't even write jokes. I just write, mm. and it's like it's almost like a fucking diary. Yes, and then yeah, yeah you get that too. It's yeah. just yeah. like a fucking a, diary,
1: like uh, two pages, one sentence a joke. And then yeah, and you uh, go, oh, that's a premise. premise, and I go, ah, oh.
0: yeah, yeah, uh, I do that too. I do that too, and then. I felt we- I felt like I'm not getting anything done because you're just writing, like, yeah. uh, today was a tough day. <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? You're like, you're like, oh, I wish I could do this. And then, after 10 minutes of that, you get this, what about, Bananas, and then you go off on a fucking thing about that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Your partner finds that out. It's like, what the fuck is this? Is this is a diary. Oh no. yeah, like no. yeah, and you're like,
0: no. <laughs> this is my material. This is and my I material. Swear. It's like you're saying that Wednesday was a really bad day, and it rained, and your socks got wet. <laughs> that's our anniversary, no. Yeah, no, but that, that's 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 it's funny because, um, I, I always thought like I was very um conscious about sharing any of my material when i started mm. with anyone about like writing with other people yeah like, how how would you how would you write with someone else yeah because the first time first couple of times we tried it in wellington like we never wrote anything we just met up and talked shit and I yes. said, well, this, yeah this doesn't work like that's not writing so w- during the lockdown uh me gavin tim we uh would pick a topic yeah and i said it was fucking like really broad like politics or tiktok or hiking like stupid things like that it's like you gotta write as many jokes as you can about that subject Mm. you have two days and we come back and then we just read out the jokes we wrote Mm. Over those two days, so you're not technically r- like sitting down and writing with people, but you run through like the premises and the right, idea Right, I see. So yeah. you run it like I always got you run your jokes through the grinder of like, do will people understand this premise? Where do you need yeah. to tighten it? And then you go, oh, you could use this punch or pull that in there. Yeah. So it's not so much we're sitting down and we're actually writing jokes together. Yeah. It's like you're 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 using someone as a sounding board mm. to see does it
1: make sense. Mm-hmm. Um we do we do something similar. I think me, Taylor Ruddle and Laura, uh we meet up on like Saturday, um, Saturday uh, mornings and things. And we just run through the jokes that we wrote. It's not like it's not like on the same topic or anything, but it's just jokes that we think uh we don't say it on stage yet, but we just wonder if like if there's something it's funny something in there. it yeah. from like another comedian's perspective. And normally it's like helps hone it. They'd be like, oh, okay. There's there's something inside of that joke uh, that you could work on. It doesn't necessarily mean it's funny, but it just does mean that they found something
0: that they like inside of it. And it's it's the practice of um, of even taking something that's not quite funny, and then maybe you might not make it like all the way on stage hilarious, but you get it from where it was this kind of half baked. Kind of funny idea, you bring it to a point where ah, I've actually worked that premise to a point where it's an okay joke, yeah, yeah. And you go, you go, I want maybe I maybe use that once or twice, it doesn't work fine, I throw it away. But like, I think that work of getting that shitty premise to an okay joke then will help you when you're trying to get like a good premise to yes. a great joke, yeah. And it's all those little things of trying to um, improve on all your material, which you know ends up. Getting you better over over time.
1: Um, have you uh, have you seen this? Uh, you know what's his name? Uh, Ralphie
0: May. You seen yeah, his yeah, yeah, master class? Yeah. No, it's, I didn't uh, know he had a master
1: class. It's it's actually pretty damn good. It's it's more like the economics of uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, of comi- comics. Stand-up. But um, I'll send you the link. Um, it's, it just tells you what he's had to do, but it's actually quite useful. Um, just just to
0: listen to, yeah. The business side of comedy. Like, it's horrible. It's horrible, it, and the business doesn't make any sense, because you go, you get booked on a gig, it's a paid gig, right? Yeah. You go, yeah, I got booked, and then no one talks to you for six weeks, <laughs> no one talks yeah. to you for like two months, and you're like, why did that person get booked, and I didn't get booked, and none of it seems to make any sense, and you go, well, does that promoter like me? Do they like my material, and they go, oh, fuck, like, you know, you, you, you there's no like, um, hard and fast rule for who gets booked, and who, to- obviously, yeah. if you're killing all the time, you're gonna get booked a lot but like you know when but even well like that's the thing even if you kill
1: a lot if the producer doesn't like you prob- they're probably not going to book yeah, you yeah there's you know? that just, as well yeah it's just like the little because they're still human if like there's biases going to be involved in this
0: yeah I I, I think you, you hear about I think the commerce side in the States and where there were some comedians that did book anyway because they did well and it was more looked at as a business And I think over here, it's still quite, the scene is still quite small. Yeah. Unless you're in the big spots like Auckland and stuff like that, where, you know, when you've got a big following, you get booked no matter where you go. But I think New Zealand's funny because I think there's um, a lot of small pockets of, like, scenes happening now. You've got yours in Christchurch. You've got, like, Queenstown. You've got... got Timaru. Oh, yeah, it's Timaru as well. And then you've got, like... um, Dunedin. Dunedin. Dunedin um up here you've got palmerston you've got napier's getting a little thing going there you've got the guys Hmm? fungeray fungeray's got yeah so the fringe is happening up there um and there's a lot of comics going up there so like there's almost like this circuit naturally developing at the moment like it's 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 kind of naturally developing now um it's great to see because you kind of I feel like we're on the ground floor of a lot of stuff that's going to happen in. You see the difference in ten, fifteen years. Yes. At the moment.
1: Well, if we can get a circuit going, that'd be insane. So then, North Island communities come down to South Island. They do a circuit down there, and at the same time, Sat goes north and yeah. does a circuit up there. And I think there'd be like nice interchange.
0: I uh, do. It's yeah. doable. Uh, I think. Especially now when all all the venues are just dying. Yeah. For like you approach any venue now and you're like, Hey, I can put on a comedy show. What's your worst night? They go, all of them. Oh, <laughs> They're yeah. all we're fucking dead all the time. Is like, fine. Gimme give, give me like give me your worst night, I'll I'll get fifteen, twenty people in here. Yeah. You know? And just <sighs> there's, there's places that are dying for that.
1: That's actually quite yeah. It's is that like a Wellington thing? Because over in Christchurch, I, I think I talked to a few of them, but some of them just don't like. I know a few people try to organising in some locations, but they don't
0: like generally get back to them. You, but you, you've got you've got you've like you've got obviously look. It helps if you've got a new place that's just open like yeah. the place we got in Newtown it, it we literally went in the day they opened right okay we're, just by chance we were driving around i said like, let's check out Newtown if there's mm. any venues there and we saw this place just opened up i'm like oh can we do a gig here and they're yeah. like yeah they just come out a level level uh, 2 so it was back down when we were in level 1 uh, this was in fucking what is it may yeah and um they gave us, they gave us a shot. I know we have that like once a month now, but it's like you get lucky with the venue you pick. But I think if you get an established venue, go hey look, what night is nothing happening here, and you want to bring people in, I think you will. You you got you got to chase them down a little bit, and you have to have a little bit of salesmanship about you. Yeah. Before going in, I so, oh, will sell it out, no problem. You know. Yeah. The the worst thing you do. Is ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah, yeah. You know, you got, you got to do that. You got to play that a little bit. And the first show generally does really well anywhere because lo- everyone turns out because it's something new, yeah. it's exciting. It's the second one is normally the hardest because the buzz is gone a little yeah. bit. Um that's I've what I found out. Anyway, there's, a, there's
1: been a few gigs in Christchurch that suffered that. Like the first night may have been good, but the second night. At not at all and that caused the rest of it cause the venues just to cancel entirely like the, they don't want to do it
0: anymore yeah you've got you've got to have a venue that's like wants something to happen so it, yeah. it does it does de- it does fall down to the preference of the person who's running the venue as well yeah um, that's a big th- like building a relationship with the venue Uh, is tough like it's tough and it does take work like sometimes that's more work than actually putting the gig together
1: true it's, yeah, the, the comedy side of things is, is is the hardest part of that comedy, I'd say. Um, actually being able to make a living out of it. That's
0: yeah, it's tough. It's it's really tough because you you know I, I think it's it, it's tough here as well because unless you're in Auckland or touring cons- constantly and going back and forth to Australia, I think it's very hard to make a full time living here. Yeah. Um, unless unless you're promote like producing as well. You can do it. You can do it, but you need. To, I think you need to have a, a lot of skin in the game to yep. be to be getting paid here. And I think you're still going to end up working part-time jobs and stuff like that, which is fine. But if you're working like, you know a lot of comics here. I've done the cruise ships and stuff like that. How hey they? Yeah, yeah. Well, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> not anymore. But uh, back in the day, like you, you could get work on the cruise ships and stuff like that. Is one of the
1: comedians are still stuck on the on board on board one fucking uh, killing just coming up with yeah. new material all the
0: time <laughs> that'd, be suck. that'd be so good I, it's it's doable I think now at the moment we're the only place in the world that is a free reign of comedy um, mm. so that's int- it's interesting to see what's gonna happen in like say like six seven years after you've gotten this kind of because there's a boom in, co- in, in comedy happening in New Zealand at the moment yeah. I'd say there's, there's so many shows happening all the time and you've got so many more people sticking around to do comedy. Now, a lot of them in a year probably won't still be around. You know what I mean? Like mm. you, you, With anything, you get people who try it out for about a year or two years and they, and they drop off. Yeah. But at the moment, during the boom, there's loads of comics around. Um, and it's interesting to see what the fallout of that being like six or seven years when you've got this huge boom of comedy happening right now when there's loads of gigs happening and we're the only place in the world that's had like a six seven eight month head start and everywhere else Where everything is if we slowly starting again yeah we're kind of in full force be interesting to see what comes out of that in another you know couple of years well, or if anything goes
1: well I, 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 well that's i've been wondering like would would the comedians from overseas come to start coming to new zealand just like having a look at the uh scene here because i know it was a I think Steve Hoffs did it. I was about to say it. Yeah, yeah. he's
0: looking to come to Wellington. Yeah,
1: he's coming to Wellington um, for. A, I think he's
0: planning on living here. He's trying. He's trying to bring himself and his production company over here. Yeah, They'll be just great for this. Like, great for you guys. Uh, yeah, it would. You you, you would hope. You, you know, you New Zealand audiences are 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 generally quiet, so you're not going to get too many hecklers. Um, yeah. I think I think he, he, him being here and his production company here could open some doors for some comedians here. Yeah, um, which would be good. I think more will follow, Sue, mm. if he comes out here, um, or or someone like him comes out here. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think he's a bad name among a lot of comics because of the heckler videos. Bad name Why is that because people then assume that. Everyone is supposed to heckle at a show because people then to turn up to shows and heckle. Oh, okay. I have never so, there's there's an advantage in this. That. Like I think what he's trying to do is like if you try and heckle at a show, you will be destroyed. Yeah, that's the point, right? I think that's the point. But the thing is, people would turn up to his shows to heckle him yeah. to get on YouTube. And two, like, cause his videos have got like one point, you know, fucking yeah, millions. Of views. Knowing, like, yeah, there is that type of person who will go to a show to ruin it. And the whole thing about comedy is that you don't want hecklers at the show. You have to be able to handle them. And uh, uh, sometimes a heckle can be funny, and sometimes like I've I've often had sometimes when a heckle actually makes me better. Okay. Because it, it, it sharpens me up a little bit. So I'm not going to fucking put you... like, I, I've never had to put down a heckler, really, in New Zealand. I've had one of the times when people keep answering back during the set and going, yeah. oh, yeah. And, it, and you just kind of got to play with them a little bit and they quiet down. Mm-hmm. But I think it does make it sharper. But I think like if you get someone who's like, fuck you, like, that's not helping anything. That's only making the shows worse. Yeah. And if you do get those type of people who... Want to come to the show? to heckle a comedian.
1: So, like, you, so you're saying it's kind of like the uh, solution and the problem. I, th- mm. I
0: think. I think the initial thing was, hey, don't heckle, mm. don't heckle people. And then I think that was the initial thing. Then I think he said he started to get like a lot of views from it. Mm-hmm. And as a businessman, he's gonna go, well, I'm gonna keep doing that as well. People. So I think it makes sense. Um, and it's a, a particular type of product that makes sense. And I think it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because it works for him. He's used to that. He's still doing loads of shows. But I think, you know, um, it may encourage more heckling. And more heckling, that's not like, you know, it's it, it, the people that heckle at the shows, are, they're normally pretty fucking, like, wild heckles. Yeah. You, you, you're, you're showing an audience that, isn't necessarily what you want at a comedy show, and you don't get a lot of that over here anyway. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, like, i only done one gig, so I can't really talk much about it. But like, I, I had like a few. There's been a few hecklers over in Christchurch, but they've been like light at the most. Like, they've never been, uh, or they've never been sinister. If that makes sense. Yeah. They just wanted to have a good time. They were speaking up, and you told them to be quiet a few times, and that's about it. Uh, but the worst ones are like when they're drunk, and that's a bit more hard that's a bit harder because even if you destroy them, everyone's laughing at them. They're still not aware of it, and then they're like still pe- keep piping up. So it's not like you, then you kind
0: of got to really yeah and sm- it, de- demolish them. And you've got of how how far is too far to go yeah. with a heckler because if they're not getting it, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not. And also, it like the show has changed now. Mm-hmm. The show is now about the heckler, or you. Know, what you do like, so you try and go back into your material. It's fair. Like, look, it's what it's what we do. So you just got to get used to it. But yeah. it's like the less of that, the better. Um, in my book, to be honest with you, like, yeah, I think it, heckling can be fun. Um, but you don't really necessarily want that show. You want people to go up, and do the material, and invite the audience in when it's time to invite the audience in. You know, if you don't like it, leave. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, like. That's, uh, that, but, but I think if, if he was to come here or a comic of his stature was to come here, I think it would be very good. He'd probably st- maybe live in Wellington but spend all of his time gigging in Auckland. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know. That will, hopefully, he does tours because if he does, like, circuits
1: around the North Island and South Island, then there would be a lot of opportunities for maybe, I don't know,
0: people who want to open for him, you he know? He gigged here last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in last uh, year? the establishments. He, he was established in a residence bar upstairs. Uh, he came to Christchurch as well. Um. Yeah, so he, he did a show here, and I think it was in. Uh, I did an open mic on the night, so I didn't go. <laughs> but like he did a show here uh, last year. It was on a Thursday night, I remember. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It was towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think maybe October time. He was here, so he's definitely been here before, and I think. It's also close to Australia, and that's a good circuit there. You got the Melbourne, yeah. com- like, so there's advantages when you can't do live stand up anywhere, and you can still do it here. Like, you, I think eventually you will see maybe more stand ups come over here, especially from the UK and stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but
1: I was actually gonna ask you, like, you know, like I always ask this, but when, um, what got you into comedy? Like, I'll, I'll say, sorry, who were you like look watching the most, and thought to yourself like that's something I could see myself doing, or
0: that's something I would like to actually do. So do you want Okay, so there is... There's a person that made me understand what comedy was, was when I was, I think, seven or eight. It's quite young. Yeah. And I was allowed to go to the video store and pick out a video. Yeah. And I picked out Eddie Murphy Raw. Oh,
1: nice. <laughs> All right, yeah. So okay. I was like
0: eight, and I stuck it in. Yeah. And I, I didn't like, put in the VHS thing. I started it up and went, what? This isn't a movie. Because I was used to, I thought it would be like Beverly Hill Cops or some shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's just been on stage being funny. And I was like, didn't know that existed. And that's a holy baptism (laughs) watching that when you're like eight or, I think it was about eight. And that's what made me like, and then I started watching Richard Pryor from when I was like nine. Yeah. And Richard Pryor, George Carlin, all those like comics when I was really young. And... I've always wanted to do. I've oh, like since since then it was always been something in my head I wanted to do. What made me... I think when more specials started coming out on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Early two so th- th- two thousand and ten, two thousand and eleven mm. was like okay. I, I need. To, I want to. Tr- it was in the back of your head. I want to try this. I want to try this. Yeah. And but I've always wanted to do it. I think I remember being in college and trying out bits on people. <laughs>
1: Oh, that'd be oh, that'd be painful. That like be no, like... but not
0: not not like I bring it up in conversation. Yeah, so it wasn't like hey, listen to this bit. But I I I have like a story and I work on it a yeah. little bit and I try it out. Yeah, and so I'd be like oh, that's funny. And I like do it like do this bit, do this bit. So I had a few of those. The problem
1: is like now comedians like doing that in daily conversation. So they're like sneaking in bits when they're talking to their mates, and it's just like. As soon as you catch them out on it, yeah, it's just like, are you doing a fucking bit
0: on me right now? Yeah, and and when people know you're a comic, yeah, you go, oh, you could, you can, you can, you can use that, you know, and you're like, no, I can't. (laughs) We don't want to use it, regardless. It's just. What what about you then? What what got you what got you into it? Who who Um, got you into it?
1: Who got me into it? Uh, Definitely like Dave Chappelle. 100% 100% Dave Chappelle. Mm, yeah. I, I fuck with him a lot. He's, he's one, of my, one of my faves. The, sorry, he's my fave. Um, but I think I was just... But the first comic uh, I comic ever seen, uh, I'm pretty sure, was Gabriel Iglesias.
0: Oh, yeah. Was it under this this first special?
1: I, yeah, it was like did, the With what
0: everyone's seen. Martin! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, one, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was uh, and he was like this is when I was like, uh, sixteen or something. Yeah,
0: I think it was. I think it was about. I would have been about twenty one or that. Yeah. One. The twenty when that came out, and it was when he was like kind of. He he wasn't beatboxing, but he used to do the the voice the, vo- the voice effects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. He still like I've seen his latest special I think, and he still like st- still, does, still does that. But mm. that that first special I was like, holy shit, you can make money out of this, and I thought like, that's that's pretty cool, and that stuck with me ever since. And then uh, after that, it took me like at least a few more years before I even got on stage and didn't speak for three times.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, it took me a couple of times to get 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 get, get used to it. Uh huh. Yeah. But like, that's yeah. that's funny. It's it's funny when like we've seen the same special probably in and around the same time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I and also
1: like I watched. Here's the thing. I like George Carlin, and I'm like I understand, but he doesn't make me laugh. He's I like I understand he might make others laugh, but like I I see him and I'm like, all right, he's a comedian, but he doesn't make me laugh
0: regardless. Well, it's 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 like I think it can be a generational thing as well. Yeah. Okay. So, like, Carlin was, um, I think well, massive in the eight. Obviously massive in the seventies mm. and eighties, but I I I would have watched an awful lot of stuff from the eighties. And the late early night, so I would have gotten an awful lot of things he was talking about. Yeah, and I think the, uh, do you like Hicks, Bill Hicks? Yes, I do love. Like so like Hicks. Hicks is kind of like the like like Carlin kind of would have passed the torch on Hicks. And yeah my view, you look, you've got Car- you've Carlin, I've got the up Sorry, you've got Carlin, you've got a Hicks, and it it was those people who got me into comedy because they're like. People talking about against religion. Yeah, when you're a teenager, yeah. like yeah. fuck religion, yeah. you know, fuck, fuck the government. You know all this kind of stuff, and they're the guys who were talking like no one else around you was, and and that's where I I, I fall, I fell into like Carlin and Hicks because they were doing the, the anti kind of establishment kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I get Like I don't find Seinfeld funny.
1: I don't find it funny either. But I find.
0: It's... I know what he like if you if you think about what he's done, I find it amazing. Like yeah. he, he, he I've talked I fucking always talk about Seinfeld, but like I don't find him necessarily funny, but like his comedy is, is such a wild wild wide wide appeal. hmm Like it, it's like it he takes every day something like fucking ser- I don't know how many of his jokes, but Syria, yeah. whatever. And it it works on such a wide audience, that's why he's so big. So same with Jim Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, okay. Jim, Jim Gaffigan. I watched
1: ha- the special was just recently. the Pale Tourist
0: it's uh, the newest one on. Oh, it was just on, on Amazon Prime. So he's released two on Amazon Prime recently, yeah. um, and he's the couple on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So like he, he's he's he said uh, he's on a podcast, The History Hyenas. Um, it's it's great podcast. You should listen to that. What is it? History History, History Hyenas. Chris History Stefano right. and Yanis Papas two new york comics yeah and it's fucking brilliant they just mixed it's it's great but they had they have gaffigan on and they asked him a question it's like did you ever do like dirty material or dark material he's like yeah i used to but the thing is <laughs> if i do a cancer joke and my next joke is avocados i have nowhere to go <laughs> after i have nowhere to go after yeah. the cancer. so i just keep it general clean because that's M- most of my act is that. Like, yeah. I used to do it. I don't do it anymore. And the thing is, he, he, the way he described it was like, if you are, like, really, really dark or really, really light, you, you kind of, you know, contrast each styles. But if you're in the middle, it's like the general population, likes that, and that's most people. So it's yeah. like, I'm going to go right in the middle with my comedy. Yeah. That's where I get most people. And then he just did a world tour. So... You know, he's working for him. Yeah, obviously, he's a multi multi millionaire, <laughs> like yeah. multi multi. He's doing like work like Singapore, the whole like, everything, like every world tour. So, you go okay. I understand that that um way of thinking, not exactly my style of comedy, but like mm-hmm. I understand, like, sign with the business side is that the general down the middle and the hard work work ethic has made his career correct Yeah, yeah, so I that's the same. I think, I think. You know you, I, I can fu- uh, do you ever do this um I know I'm talking a lot, but you get you go, I don't find that person funny Like they don't make me laugh, but what they're doing I know is funny,
1: yes, so you, yeah 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 you, you,
0: yeah you get what I mean it's like I won't laugh at that, but that's funny, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: oh I see it in a lot of comedians like I see a lot of comedians in New Zealand like who's, like, I mean, like, pro comedians, I should say, like, uh, go through the same thing. They don't make me laugh, but I do understand how they're able to sell out shows, and I know it's working, and I know it's actually funny. Yeah. For,
0: like, the general population. Oh, I, But you go, you go, that's funny. It's not yeah. my humour, but that is funny. Yes. You, you, this, 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 this construct of what is funny and what makes you laugh are very, like, very different. As a comic, you can kind of break down things of, you know, what's funny? What's funny? That is funny. But that won't make you laugh. That won't make me laugh. But it, but you know you, you can go you know you, that joke. I, the settle punchline. That's that's funny. But it's not. Because because that's the thing. like like the actual
1: laughter and the humor side of things is subjective to yourself. But like the funny part, the sc- that's sc- like an equation. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah.
0: It's like the the bones the bones of it. You go. Oh no, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's
1: yeah. that like that part's funny. But it's not like exactly how it would be needed for, to for, make for, me laugh. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, that, that, I, I find I find that stuff fascinating. Yeah. I find that like the, the nuts and bolts, not the, the, the fucking skeleton, the nuts and bolts of comedy. When you've got like the equation, like where you can figure out, okay, ba 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 ba, that's where the laugh is. You know, when you figure that out with the rhythm, you go, oh, fuck, this is. You know, this is—it's weird, man. You you say something in a certain order, and people lose their fuck. Like, will laugh, and laugh is generally involuntary. Like, it's, yeah. it's a weird thing you can figure out how to do. Yes.
1: Um. Do you record your seats, by the way? Is yeah. You, yeah. All yeah. the time.
0: Re- um. I used to. Uh, I I am now. I'm 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 videotaping all of them. Did, last night. Yeah. Where'd you do that from? Like the back.
1: Mm. Did you put like a? Phone? I had
0: someone. I had other Shannon. Shannon <laughs> Huh. Other Shannon, oh, uh, so there's two Shannons. There's me, and then as I call her, "Funny Shannon." Okay, she uh, <laughs> she she held the camera for me. Okay, that's... so I know I have a little handy cam that I bring to the shows.
1: Oh, that's like so all right. Normal, I sometimes record it, but it's like, do you find it super hard to watch yourself? Like I used to, to,
0: not anymore. No I've just done it so many times. Yeah. Like yeah, also doing the podcast, I'm used to listening to my own voice. I'm used to seeing myself on mm. stage. It doesn't bother me. There's and is it something that do you do you find it weird 100 uh, percent. like okay. I, only, I did it
1: like i only recorded my like video recorded like twice and i'm just like oh i just can't stand myself but i've listened to my audio a bit mm. um and that i can kind of endure now um but for you like when do you review it is it like the night that you do S- it or sometimes day after? i'll
0: do it straight after the gig yeah um, sometimes i'll do it I haven't had a chance to look at last night. So I look at it probably tonight, yeah. or maybe at the weekend, and then I can, or before I go back on stage, I look okay. at it and okay. go, "Oh, okay, I need to do that, 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 that." And sometimes I look at an older bit if I can't remember it and look at it. I'm like, "Ah, oh yeah, that's how that joke's go. Joke goes," and then try it out again. Okay. That's... So there's there's something I've got. I've got. I was reading a book uh, called The War of Art. The War of Art. The oh. War of Art. Um, and it's about like writer's block and how to get over like. Um, when you're struggling as an act and how to keep writing how to turn from an amateur to a professional it's yeah. like it's not like it's professionals when you get paid it's about your attitude and what's something it talked about uh when they talk about separating yourself from the act okay yeah so it's called it's like me incorporated so like you're like me on stage is Shannon Bassoga the act the comedian who is not Shannon Bastoga in the green room I not me right now like yeah. the act is a product not a product but it's almost like a product of itself you you criticize and you work on the act when it's on st- like on stage and you judge it by that mm-hmm. so that can kind of help kind of decompartmentalize decompar- when you're looking at yourself makes it easier it's not me it's mm-hmm. the act that's yeah. on stage and then when you listen to yourself you go okay that needs to change and that's mm. the act it's not yourself, so you're not yeah. kind of like, oh, hey you're not cringe, cringing, cringing yes. that listening yeah. to yourself. You're looking, like, oh, I'm listening to the act. Yeah, and uh, that has helped me get over that. Yep. Um. So yeah, it's it's hard to start thinking like that, but you start thinking of the act rather separating than it. yourself. You got you got to separate it a little bit. Like, do you talk about yourself on stage? Your personal life? Oh 100 percent. But like, that's like
1: separating the act. That's what allowed me to actually listen to my audio recordings otherwise before that i was found very hard but once i separated like like that's me on stage not the actual mood like that's not really me and when one uh, once i was able to do that it was made the made me actually find the parts that didn't work like From a comedic uh, standpoint, Mm. not instead of like a personal abuse of values or (laughs) not like a personal abuse of uh, uh, like, oh, this fucking yourself, yourself. you stupid piece of shit. I can't believe you fucking said that. You kind of you're able to stop saying that about yourself and be like, all right. okay. so that's just the timing was off there. And I just did this tiny action that threw it uh, through the person uh, and through the audience. In a different direction as to the punchline was and things like that, mm. but that's I do I understand where you come from with that. I,
0: I think with the video as well, you can pick up things mm-hmm. that you you never would have picked up before, like stuff when you're you're not. I remember I was doing a gig recently, and for some reason, I kept looking up. I ah. kept looking up, and I said, like, "Fucking look down!" And I I I I it was clear to the audience that I was in my own head yeah because I was I was the gig was going okay and then it just started to turn and I kept looking up and I kept trying to force myself to look at the audience yeah and it was like that there was a load of little things that, like small minute details that coming to get that all came together that made me you know not have a good night yeah like I had to I had to sit down the next day and go what were all the things that didn't go well well, I didn't prepare properly. I didn't do this. I just assumed I'd be mm-hmm. fine with this. This and like, when I got onto the stage, I was like, I was weird about where I stood, and all these kind of things. Like, why did I do all of those things? And you had to separate each single little thing out and go, okay, well, that was, you know, that's on you for doing yeah. that. But you got it's you criticize the very very small things that that, that you can change to make a difference the next time. Um,
1: I just want to go back to that point that you made, uh, mentioned about like separating the. Uh, person in the green room in the act, like, cause one thing I found like, or maybe like, have you seen people like, uh, uh, people like who seem very authentic like and on their on stage, um, who just like naturally themselves, but they're doing their bits like, um, like ideally I'd want myself in the green room, like, to be the same person as I am on stage even though it's, I don't think it's like 100% possible cuz you have a, like it's a different situation entirely but like ideally if you could be that person like not really change anything but go on stage and just do uh, just do your material and kill yeah so then there be that's like that's the ideal comedian for me
0: I think you so you you, you there's no difference between you being in, being behind stage and being on stage yeah so I get I no so I get I get what you mean I think W- the way this uh kind of the way of thinking yourself the the yeah. the act isn't so much that you change who you are right. it's the fact when you're looking back mm-hmm. at the person on stage I see, I see. so it's yeah. not like oh I'm, I'm in green room I'm just hanging out and then on stage I'm like why yeah. it's it's not that different it's that the person on stage is different from the person on the green room when you're assessing or critiquing okay. your performance okay that makes sense yeah yeah i think uh, now i i didn't think about it like that way until you said it but i think you know to me that's the way i i take that information is like you don't want to be two different people because you need to be authentic on stage or at least be authentic to your act like people have acts people have characters and all that yeah. kind of stuff that's that's fine yeah you know what i mean but that's 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 that's, that's their act but i think if you're going to be a comic and a successful one you either need to be authentic to yourself or th- authentic to the act yeah i don't think you can have an act that's if you have a, like a character or something like that you can play that character and be authentic to that character on stage and that can be in a way being authentic to yourself it's a character you created but if you're being a stand-up and you're just doing like stand-up it's just you and your thoughts or whatever you have to be authentic to yourself 100 percent. yeah you know but you but you, you
1: do you think, like, because when you mention if you're authentic in the act, that's kind of like being authentic to yourself. But, like, do you think that's the scenario? Like, um, if we, if they didn't play an act, wouldn't it be more authentic for them just to be, like, themselves on stage? What do you think?
0: Sorry, can you say that again?
1: So, like, okay, so you mentioned, like, the act, right? Yeah. You said, um, uh, so if they're doing an act, which is... Which in turn could be being very authentic to themselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as as opposed to when they're off stage, wouldn't it be like less disingenuous? Because like they're putting on a show, they're not showing like the person that they are in their daily life, but they're trying to portray this oh, ideal man. or this um these type of characteristics and this person
0: on stage, whereas it's not the real them it's not the real stage. person but it's almost more authentic to their you know their themselves because they're putting a lot into the act is that yeah like that's what i mean like it's still you... it's still no no it's still like i mean it's still authentic to yourself and to your act but um like uh, yeah, i i saw it. it is even more it can be even more true to themselves because they've put all this work into this act that
1: right okay i see
0: but you swear we were smoked weed before this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but that's what I mean. Like, is it? Uh...
0: Well, it's it's not. I don't think it's a, it's a it's a it's more or less mm. question. You know, I think it's you can you only know what is is really you know uh, going to work for yourself mm-hmm. as a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the best way to do that is to just be as much of yourself. Yeah. As you can allow that to be. Yeah. Now that c- sometimes people being more themselves means they're doing an act. <laughs> uh, do, I see. Do, do, like do you know like because if, if someone has like a uh, it's quite I know people who like suffer from anxiety, but they get up on stage yeah. and it's like they're a completely different person. Yeah. You know, they, they, they get really nervous, very anxious. Yeah. But they're like, Oh, I do stand up comedy because that doesn't seem like it's something you should do. Yeah. Do do you know the way he's like, no, no, when I go into a comedy, it's a different do you do you have that. That's
1: you? that's me, bro. I it's hundred percent me. Like oh, uh clearly
0: you took it four times to say anything.
1: Well, here's the thing. I tell I remember telling my telling uh the boss lady at work that I did stand up comedy. Yeah. Um when I was working with Spark, and she's like, Ah that's like an alter ego for you. Because mm. I was like, because that's not me. I'm like super quiet, normally super shy. Mm. But and but the thing is, I don't think I was putting on an act. I think I was just, how do you say, almost empowered with the microphone. You know? Yeah. Do you think that's what the acts are? Like that's, like as soon as you give these people who are not like, who are like portraying an act, that's what you're doing. You're giving them... The power to actually be who they truly are, which is that act. Well, you,
0: you, yeah, exactly. You're giving the part. That's the that's the part of the performance. Like that's the you coming out of your shell almost. It's the, it's you, you know, you you know what it feels like on stage when you yeah. do fucking well. You're like you feel like like on fucking cloud nine. It's like this amazing, exhilarating experience. And sometimes people need, say, maybe the the uh, the the pressure, like. I know people who have anxiety and they go feel like sometimes the pressure to go up on stage is harsher than it would be like say would look more reserved yeah. in, in day-to-day life but the pressure cuz there's actual real stakes on the line yeah. to go fuck it no this is I'm going to enjoy that and like you know I don't know about you but I, I there's very few conversations in my life that I come away with going, Jesus I killed that but you know you come off on stage and the stakes are real it gives you maybe more of a reason to to overcome your anxiety, your fears, and like that, because there's a little more stakes on the line, where, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't have, I don't really have anxiety, so I am cool yeah. be talking up my arse.
1: <laughs> nah, I, I, I mean, I only recently got this fucking anxiety shit, uh, since, since COVID and everything, but...
0: That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good time to have it.
1: But but by the way, do you still like? Cause I know you've done it for a year and a half, or just, yeah, around a year and a half, right? Yeah. Um, do you still feel uh, nervous before? Yeah. All the, every single time, or just uh, sometimes?
0: Uh. So it depends so yeah. if it's if there's some shows i don't really necessarily get nervous for i always get bored, like a little bit nervous yeah before the show starts yeah and um, there's some shows that i'd be like all day going please just cancel please just cancel please just cancel it'd be great to get canceled i didn't have to do it you know there's some gigs that get me like that and some gigs where it's all like, it's def- when it starts coming to showtime yeah my, my brain just is locked in on the show like oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's locked in on the show tr- it's not necessarily nerves but everything around me just doesn't matter like yeah, yeah when it's people are like hey what do you think about this i'm like
1: it's almost like a hyper
0: focus yeah it's it's a hyper focus and i just want to get to the venue I, that's i don't like i'm yeah. always early yeah i'm never i can never just walk in i have to be early yeah. to the venue and have to sit down and have to think about what i'm doing
1: yes and especially like i found out uh from doing like gigs that uh, new to me like i remember like doing some gigs in dunedin and i just turned up at like on t- sorry not on time like when i was meant to be getting on stage mm. and i didn't do too good because i was like everything threw me off i was like oh the setting this that so like the last night's gig at the fringe bar i came in two hours early
0: yeah you were, you were there like, uh, just as i got i got i was there like an hour and a half earlier you you turned up like five minutes later
1: um no sorry that's not true i came there at midday, soon as I f- got off the plane, I dr- I, we- I came to Fringe Bar, I walked in, and uh, I just like looked around, and I pretended to the bar staff, like, oh, is there comedy on? Even though I was like, meant to be on. But <laughs> I, all, all the only reason was that I just wanted to see the venue. See the venue, See, yeah. see the setup. And that got me like, okay, all right, I see how it's, how it's set
0: up. Well, I think that's really important. I think that, because yeah. I do like to do that. I like to scope out the venue yeah. to have a look, where am I going? And, I think that, like, there's some places that I've, I've been where I've done some, like, kind of gigs further away where yeah. I don't know where I'm going. I did a gig in a library once. I, like, a... had no, like, I just, I that one was okay because it was, like, there was, it was low low stakes. It was kind of like a work social thing. Yeah. Great gig. But um there wasn't, like, I wasn't afraid of, like, I wasn't necessarily nervous for that one. Yeah. um I did a gig in an RSA in Sanson. And uh, yeah, that was I was th- I was out of my comfort zone, hundred percent. Are okay, Royal. The Royal. I I don't know. They're like the retired army pop yeah. things.
1: How many people were there?
0: There's like thirty or forty. Fuck, pretty good gig. Yeah um but like it, that's not a place where comedy happens very often <laughs> yeah, so like yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it's you're like what the fuck what is this going to be like and in Sanson, basically there is a petrol station and the venue and that's it oh. so you're like yeah you kind of turn up you go oh okay how is this going to go and of course look everywhere you go people are nice crowds are want to have fun yeah you forget all of that when you walk in you're like oh god no everyone hates me um so, yeah, I I, I I don't necessarily get... When I'm fucking burnt out and tired, that's when nerves start to kick in, more yeah. so than anything else.
1: I, um... Also, like, uh, if you... I remember one gig just recently. I bombed, like, probably the hardest I had in my entire life. And it was also a pretty important gig because all my mates turned up. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's, like, the worst thing, right? But the only reason I... Like, normally, the material, everything, should have been fine. Like, I should have just nailed it. But everything got whatever got whatever could have gone wrong got to me yeah like uh, i got a phone call about my like one of my close relatives in the hospital and then the next thing and the next thing and then and it's like i should have been able to shut it off immediately but it was just like it just got too much and tanked Uh,
0: dude one time there was a new person on tech yeah and they didn't turn the lights down enough yeah. during the first half and I was like no nah. <laughs> like nah, it's fucked it yeah. it's fucked it like they, like it's so silly what happens like i was like why isn't the tech turning the lights down the, the audience is too bright the room is too bright no one's going to laugh and everyone was laughing and having like it's just one of those times i think no matter when you're in a bad humor to do the shows, that's when everything goes wrong. Anyway, yeah, you know, <laughs> because it's you're you're thinking you're hyper focusing on the wrong things. Yes, um, yeah, no, I, I so I still do. Do you get you 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 you, you sometimes? sometimes. Uh, I do
1: I do sometimes get it. Uh, last night I was like uh, nervous, 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 and then probably like five minutes before it got on, everything got like settled, yeah. and then I just like because then I because I saw like the other new comedians, they're freaking out, and I felt like. They were fucking dying almost backstage, and I felt like, look, I have to at least help them out, like relieve some of their nerves. Otherwise, it's not going to be good for anyone.
0: That helped me. That helped me as well last night because I was like, up, up first trying out new gear, and I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Then I saw like the new. I was like, okay, so we've got a how are you doing, lads? Yeah, I, yeah. It's going to be fine. You just got to have fun, do yeah. all of this. And inside, I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. But yeah. You got, you got, but I think that that helps you, though, doesn't it? When you try and help someone out behind stage, behind the green room, and you talk to someone and goes, you know, you know, just do this or, yeah. you know, relax. It's going to be fun. They're a great audience.
1: Because it's almost like as much as you're trying to help them out, you're, you're also to... helping yourself you're
0: out. You're helping yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like you're, a-
1: you're like you'll be fine and secretly inside, like alright I'll be, fine. I'll be like,
0: fine you'll be fine but you know if I'm fine I don't really care what happens to you yeah.
1: <laughs> the show can go shit and you can have the worst first set but you know if I'm okay that's, yeah that's if I the... do okay
0: it's fine yeah. you know what I mean you know the, the, the first your first run doesn't really matter but no everyone was yeah go ahead oh no no sorry go uh, no. Sorry.
1: Uh, I was just gonna ask you how do you find about openers like oh, op- sorry opening spots
0: The bullet spots, bullet spots. So I sucked at them. Yeah. I remember I did it. uh, I opened for the first time, and I was really nervous. Yeah. And it went badly. Mm. I didn't really know how to open. Yeah. Um, And then at the start of this, after the the lockdown, I think I opened maybe one or two shows before that, but I I kept going for the open spot and wanting to be first. Yeah. yeah. So I just went first and first and and first and first and first. So I got... Really good actress. I I love. I don't mind opening. now. I love yeah. opening.
1: I uh, I found that uh, it's probably. I think like this, Now that I think about it, probably the two hardest spots in a show is the MC and also the f- opening act, the bullet- and, mm. and everything else follows is kind of reliant on those two.
0: The, like it's called the bullet spot yeah. for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> oh t- yeah. You, you just got to take it. You're taking a bullet, and yeah, I think what's what's good about the bullet spot is it, it it gets you uh it gets you sharper but also it it, it makes you understand the running of a night as well because mm-hmm. you i i remember a night i opened and i did fine i did like what i would call a six out of ten like it yeah. wasn't great but it was solid laughter at whole way. yeah but everyone after that did better and better and better and better like it is like so your your job is to just just don't suck. Yeah. Just don't suck, and make sure that the crowd have a bit of fun, and then you know, um, you get to the point where you want to like start doing like come out strong, opening really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I haven't quite got there yet, but I'm that's getting,
1: that's when you know you're good. Yeah, like, when you
0: open out like last night was good, but I think the, the audience was very hot last night. Yeah. yeah they yeah. were, very, like, there was, when I was, there was like, uh, those bits worked last night, they were new, but, you know, yeah. the audience were fucking up for it before even got on stage. Yeah. Which is great. And it gave all that life, but like, you know, um, I, I want to open, like, a pro show. Yeah. First, and then do well from yeah. there. That's, that's when you really want to know, like, what you, how you're, where you can, like, um, measure yourself, basically.
1: When's your next pressure
0: show? Oh, well, uh, the October, <laughs> the thirteenth, seventeenth, I think.
1: Seventeenth. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's that's
0: pretty close. Just another eleven days. Mm. That's all good. Yeah. You no. Know, but that's I don't know where I'm going to be there. Um, that's going to be that's it's out in Fettesden. Um. In um. Oh, I can't remember the name of the venue, but it's going to be good chris parker's doing it yeah uh laura davis and what's a few other people the, what's it called oh saturday night laughs it's like the the humorous arts run it sure Humor- so it's like the, you know the guys who run rami monday so that's yeah. the humors, humorous arts trust so they are putting on shows like further further away from st- yeah. yeah so like they do in upper Hutt on uh, like once a month every saturday i think they do this one in faddeston i think this is the second one yeah they had they had they're having so we'll see how that goes so yeah i know that's going to be it's going to be fun um Right, we've done about an hour and fifteen, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. What are you doing this? You're doing a couple of shows this week. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's time for plugs. All right. Uh, well, actually, do you know what? You've already done the gigs before the podcast comes out, so. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, like by the like no, time. it doesn't really matter. It comes out. What we can get you on social media anywhere? Where can we get uh, you?
1: Yeah, add me on uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm open to all Facebook friends um and don't, yeah don't think, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh do you think oh that's well, no, fine yeah i right. don't know who's gonna listen to yeah no,
0: but you probably are already friends with all of them um. okay <laughs> uh
1: now nah, or oh, add me on instagram that's probably better it's cowboy kid Comment. Yeah. um and uh yeah it's, it's f- don't ignore the name but um add me on there and i got some medicine mm. are you on it are you a-
0: i am not on it
1: Okay. I uh, medicines tomorrow night at 7. Yeah. Um and uh Cabin Club I need to go to on Thursday. Um Circus bar. Circus bar. Is it Circus yeah. bar? Yeah. Okay. Circus bar. I need to go to on Thursday as well. Um and then I'm going to fly back to Christchurch and do a Fine House Friday. Um. Oh, this Friday. Yeah. Oh, you've yeah.
0: got a got a good week, man. That's like a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then flying back Friday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so that should pretty much top it all off. That's a
0: good. That's a good week, man. That's a good. That's a nice week. That's a nice week.
1: Well, yeah. Like I mean, I came up here just so I can. Uh, you know, put my foot on the door
0: for Wellington. Really, mm. I think it's a uh, it's good. It's good to see. It's good to see. I like. I like. I like to see people doing that. And um, I need to do more of that myself. I need to get down south. I need yeah, go, I need like if you come down, it.
1: just hit me up. And there's plenty. There's fucking heaps of spots.
0: Cool. Well, all right. We we'll leave it there. Um all these gigs would have happened by the time the podcast came out. But thank you very much for coming on, Vasu. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thanks for having me. Yeah. Cheers, man. Bye bye. See ya. Bye.